Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to But Am I Wrong, where we yell at you <laughs> for an hour. No, we don't. We talk shit ethically. It's sustainable shit talking. Our shit talking is a renewable resource. <laughs> <laughs> Much like a lot of the men that you're dating. Are they renewable resources? No. No. Those are disposable. They are yeah. trash. They're bad for the environment. They are. Contributing to global warming. It's their fault. Mm-hmm. Jason committed global warming. The crime of global warming created by, it was created by a man. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Um, my name is Megan. What's your name? It's Melissa. It is Melissa. You don't know what my name is? I do. Melissa with one S. Megan with an H. Everybody gets bonus points when you spell both of our names mm-hmm. correct. This is our podcast. You might have heard our other podcast. Don't blame me. You, we've got two during the week, so you have so much to do mm-hmm. in listening to us. We had three a few weeks ago. We did have three a few weeks ago. This podcast is all about ethical shit talking, where we tell you things in our life and we decide if we were right or wrong. And you send us emails. We decide who was wrong because we have the power to do so. And we talk about celebrities, current events, hot takes, all of the above. Who's the hero? Who's the villain? And then you all vote on it on Instagram and you vote for who is wrong. Unless you are grounded, then you're not allowed I to vote. I was like, somebody got grounded, but I forgot. This is a follow-up that you circled back to from the last episode. I did. I did. I did. I circled back. So what's new with you? I got my booster. Oh, my God. The way you emphasize the two O's, I thought it was something about your boobs. And I was like, what are you doing to your Boobs. I just keep them moisturized. Titty cream? Mm-hmm. So how was your booster? You got too high, didn't you? Wasn't that one? Was that a close friend story or a public story? No, it was public. <laughs> okay. I, I shared it with I everyone. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I loved it. Yeah. Everybody was calling me an icon. Oh, yeah, because you ate like half a cake or something. I ordered a cake from the grocery store. <laughs> hey, it looks good. It was Oreo? Yeah. Cookies and Oreo. cream. Um, I ordered from the grocery store the next morning. I forgot that I had ordered it. If you don't know, I have a severe needle phobia. And so I had something, a Xanax, and mm-hmm. then also a CBD THC combo. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home, I was still very buzzed from yeah. the shot. And so I had a cookie on top of that. So it was very high. <laughs> I also need to reiterate to people who don't know, Melissa is a small human. <laughs> like you're a tiny human. So, uh, yeah, I was very high. And then when I got home, I realized, and I don't know how this happened because I'm the type of person that buys in bulk, but oh. I was out of Tylenol and my arm was hurting. So I was like, okay, I can't go anywhere because I'm high. So I have to order Tylenol, but I couldn't just order a ball of Tylenol. I had to order other things. And I was like, I'm, I have a refrigerator full of food. <laughs> Yeah, we know. But I'm craving some cake. <laughs> so I got regular Tylenol 
PM Tylenol. And then after I had like gone through when I was freaking out and I had gone through my medicine cabinet and found my medicine bag that I have like first aid kit found a whole bunch of like Tylenol in there. But then I was like, I don't want to go through my emergency supply. So and then I was like, I want cake right now. The smart thing would have been to, you know, get a cupcake. It's like, oh, no, I want an actual cake. So I ordered a cake for that was two layers. And I don't know if you noticed in the pictures, but I only ate the top layer. I did notice that. <laughs> and I wondered, I was like, is there a divider in between no. them? Like, I couldn't think so because it was only two layers. Yeah. I ate the top layer of half the cake and it was probably about seven Oreos that were on that. And yeah, it was delicious cake. It looked really good. And mm-hmm. I don't think I responded to your story and told you this, but I need, I was going to screenshot it and send it to Sydney, but I have to tell her because when we were in high school, our thing, we used to just get obscenely, obscenely high and then we would just buy sheet cakes mm-hmm. or ice cream cakes and like literally just eat the whole cake on her parents kitchen floor and i'm like now that i'm an adult i'm like you must have known we were fucking high or were we like that <laughs> weird of kids that you're like whatever but that used to be our fucking thing and then mm-hmm. when i worked at tcby we, that was our plug i forgot i ordered ice cream too forgot about that <laughs> that's why my stomach was messed oh, up the that that does make sense that's a lot of dairy yes that makes I forgot. I got cookies and cream talenti and then put it on top of the cookies and cream cake. Wow. Here's the thing. Like, (laughs) I just love how the way that, like, when you're high, high you treats yourself like an aunt or a grandma who hasn't seen you in forever. It's like, no, baby, you deserve it. Take Uh, a nap. That's what I was like. I I deserve this. I got (laughs) my booster. I did this. Like, high me is the, like, Yes, she's paranoid, but like, it's so kind to me. It's like, come on, take a load off. Just relax. The fact that I forgot about that just fucked me up even more. I understand. Oh, gosh. I understand. The last time when I had to get my earring removed, I was cooked in order Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. You're aware of your medical anxiety. I was not aware of my medical anxiety. And I guess I should have been considering I faint. Yeah. It does make everything so much better. I can't recommend to people enough. I felt great. If you have medical anxiety, go to a doctor. Let them know, like, which, okay, that sounds like counterproductive. But I mean, like, if you have medical anxiety when it comes to, like, procedures or shots or, like, Mm -hmm. certain things, talk to your doctor about it. There are are options. (laughs) You sound like a commercial. (laughs) There there are options for you. Mm -hmm. And if I had uh, understood and known that, like, I didn't have to be in, like, a state of, like, sheer anxiety Mm -hmm. panic every single time I went to like had an appointment where I would just like faint and pass out it's pretty good it was pretty good it was at a place where it was a children's doctor's (gasps) office that that they do was it colorful yes it was colorful and I had my own little room so I didn't have to be around people did your feet touch the floor (laughs) they did (laughs) that was another thing but when I got my shot I wrapped my feet around the chair because I would run if I didn't like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm aware of What I do, I told the nurse, she was like, I've been on my, it was 5.30 at night. She's like, I've been on my feet since 7.30. If you need to take a minute, I need a minute too. And then I was like, okay. I gathered my my stuff. Allison Raskin was there with me and she held my hand and was petting me. She knows this is the third time she's gone with me. So she knows how I am. And then I just like, okay, I'm ready. And then the nurse came over. She pinched the hell out of my arm. On purpose yeah. to distract me uh-huh. and then put the I didn't even realize that she'd stuck me because oh, she pinched good. me. Best technique. That's helpful. You that's, should tell other doctors. Yes. So the other one pinched me and it worked <laughs> yeah. really it well. It worked really well. Like I did, I was like, what the 
and she stuck me. Oh, wow. Yeah. My plastic surgeon who does my Botox, but who also like did my nose, he will to like prevent me from like fainting or whatever, because it is psych a lot like mm-hmm. distracting. So like he, as he's doing something on one side, he'll have a nurse tapping on another part mm-hmm. of my body or another side of my body. He's like, we're just trying to confuse your brain. So your brain isn't like, yeah. we must play dead immediately. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm happy for you to be boosted. Welcome to the boosted family. Thank you. Isn't doesn't there like a boosted like T-Mobile or something? <laughs> there is like, boost T-Mobile. Boost Mobile. Boost, boost Mobile. Isn't it part of T-Mobile? I feel like it is. Mm. Oh, I would also like just to give an update to people. And a couple episodes ago, I talked about the night before Christmas with Vanessa Hudgens, the night K and I, oh. with the night from the round table. And someone slid into my DMs and let me know that not only was no, two people. Someone said this movie was filmed in my hometown. Then someone else said this movie was filmed in my hometown. And I also had a small cameo. And I don't want to like rat this person out, but they did. Didn't they post it publicly? Oh, did they? They were eating sushi. No. Oh, else. then there's someone else then. Oh, so they're... we have three. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy that our our crossover with this movie. Three people. Maybe it's this. It was something that you talked about, but they said that they filmed it in their hometown and they they were eating sushi at like it wasn't while it was filming but they were at the same restaurant with her while they were filming and she was not while they were filming sorry they're at the same restaurant and they ate sushi at the same place wow i'm just obsessed with the hudge like i just like live for the hudge on netflix christmas movies like it's the greatest thing are you talking about the person that said people just have to die that person no no, no. that's what i the hudgens (laughs) i live for the hudge Doing Christmas movies yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, the same way that I, everyone likes Raven Baxter, but we do not claim Raven. No, no, no. I saw someone on TikTok who like did a duet being like, why did nobody like give me the update on Raven? And it was, I saw the comments like, uh, you missed a lot of chapters. Yeah. This is not new news. Mm-hmm. Nobody is shocked. This is, this is pretty much aligned constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so should we get into our own personal... But am I wrong? Where, yeah. I mean, I think we both have like kind of hotter takes. Mm-hmm. Mine is lukewarm. You go first. <laughs> I went first last time. Okay. So mine actually came to me. Didn't come to me. Well, it did come to me because it came to me via a TikTok on my phone. And it was this woman who was talking about, I will do my best. I don't know if I saved this, but I will do my best to find it and link it if possible. But she was talking about how her company had like had this big accomplishment or something that has done well at the company. And so to celebrate, they had sent every team member a like mini bottle of champagne and a little champagne flute so they can toast during said event on the workday via Zoom. And she revealed in TikTok that her husband a couple months ago earlier that year had died from complications due to alcoholism and how like she said there's at least like one or two people in HR who know that specifically is how he died. And she goes, but then everybody else doesn't know if I'm an alcoholic. And she's like, I'm not. I don't drink. But like you also don't know if anyone you work with is an alcoholic. And she sent this email to uh, in the first TikTok, she was basically soliciting people saying, how do I firmly but kindly and effectively tell her that this is like not something that they should be doing and this is they should end the practice of like sending alcohol as gifts or celebratory thing as like a company. And so she sent an email and the response she got back from the HR was like the best possible response ever. And it was very much like, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. Like, I also personally have like lost people in my life due to alcoholism and have friends who struggle with substance abuse. Like the fact that like we were not able to 
recognize how problematic it is like us participating in this kind of behavior. We're no longer going to be doing this. Like we, this is, you are like so right. Thank you so much for like sharing all of this. Like my condolences this holiday season. And like, I know you didn't have to send this email to like educate us on this. And this is something that we shouldn't even need to necessarily be educated on, but like, thank you so much. And there were a lot of comments on the video and like she was obviously very happy. It was like, could not have gone better. I really appreciate this. Didn't think that it would be like company-wide policy. Now we're no longer going to be giving alcohol as like gifts to people. But the response were a lot of people who were like called her a Karen and were like very angry for all of this and she, how she phrased it. And she was like, alcohol is like, a, it's a legal drug. Once you're of age, it is a legal drug. How would it be if your company sent you cocaine to your house? Mm -hmm. If your company sent you heroin to your house, if your company, like, if your company were, it, even in a state that's legalized, a company wouldn't send, unless it's a weed company, a, they're not going to send weed to your house as a gift. Like, it would be so looked down upon if a company sent weed to your house, like your company, where it's like, here's a celebratory, like, weed thing, which is not nearly as dangerous as alcohol at all. And it is legal in like a lot of states. And I have heard and read a lot of stuff about like the normalization of just like alcohol, alcoholic culture in the United States, but also just like in the world in general. And I just thought this was like such a smart thing. And like, I agree. And I don't think that like people should be like sending like just like bottles of wine as gifts, champagne as gifts. Like I've gotten that from like when we like first rented our apartment, like that was like a celebratory. They gave me mm -hmm. champagne. Like the amount of times I've received, like I don't drink. And I've like publicly like have said like, yeah, no, I don't drink. But the fact that we always assume that somebody drinks as opposed to assuming they don't drink and the consumption, overconsumption of alcohol has like been so normalized in our culture that the fact that like people have a hard time socializing at work and like getting ahead in their career because alcohol is so involved in the culture that yeah, we're just regulating essentially drug use. Yeah, I saw someone say something like about how like alcohol one is very expensive. Mm -hmm. I mean, the little bottles, they don't cost that much, but compared to it, other things, but compared to other things they do, it's also something that's a temporary thing. But also like a lot of companies use that as like an incentive, like mm -hmm. we're going to have drinks later after work like this is going to be a fun thing when most people just like want like you know actual benefits of their job. 401k match yes <laughs> yeah but on top of that like I might have one or two drinks a year if that but when I tell people that I'm not drinking they're like oh why come on you can have one drink why aren't you having one I'm not an alcoholic but if I was like what is it to you to ask people like or to pressure people to have a drink? Like if I don't want to drink, I don't want to drink. You don't pressure people to do that. People have this idea of what they think an addict, like an alcoholic specifically mm -hmm. looks like. Mm -hmm. And it's like so wildly fucked up mm -hmm. that it's like, well, no, I wouldn't say that if I thought you had a problem. And I'm like, but we don't know each other. Yeah. So like, what do you think someone who has a problem with alcohol, how would you know? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like mm -hmm. to you to make you think? think that but it is like it is just like any time that I've been met with people who are like oh my god no I'm like are you insecure about your drinking habits like yeah. why is me not drinking such a threat to you like if the idea of someone says that they're not currently drinking if you find that as a personal attack or you see someone who says like I'm not drinking for a month and you're like I could never do that you're probably someone who needs to do that yeah. there was this statistic that was going around that was basically saying like when you're considered 
uh, how much, like when like doctors ask you how many drinks you consume in a week and like, what's like the red flag. And I forget what the specific number was, but it was like a lot less than people thought. Isn't it three? I think it's like three drinks a night or something for, but for men. I and then I think like it's three, three a week. week. I think it's, it's something less for women mm-hmm. based on like, I don't know, part of me, I'm like, is that based on BMI? Because we know that that's like fake science. I mean, I will say for people who don't drink and like you're younger, I will say it does get easier when you get older. Like without a doubt, it's a lot, a lot easier because it is highly unlikely that you will get to your mid to late 20s and not know somebody who is an alcoholic. Mid to late 20s for a lot of people is a time when some people are first going to rehab or getting those stints or whatever. And so I've had the same people who are very critical of me for not drinking like when I was in my early 20s. Now that we're in our late 20s and we know people who have like, substance abuse issues are like, oh, I'm not going to say this as much anymore. But I remember one time I was at a wedding and someone was like asking if I wanted to drink. And I was like, oh, no, I don't drink. And two girls immediately were like, you're not going to drink. Oh, I'm not going to drink then. And I was like, oh, you totally can. Don't worry. Like, I'm I, I'm not have no issue. Like, as long as you're I literally like, as long as you're not annoying, I won't have mm-hmm. an issue with like people drinking around me. And they were like, well, no, I just like I don't even want to drink, but I don't want to be the only one who's not. Yeah. And I was like, that's so fucking sad Mm -hmm. and like if you hate being around drunk people then you just need new friends Mm -hmm. like don't hang out with those people i guess the but am i wrong for thinking that companies should not provide their employees with alcohol as like gifts and incentives and rewards and that stuff also the liability of it all i also have a good thing with and i've never worked in like corporate america or whatever but i also kind of have a thing with like mandated like work things that are supposed to be perceived as like fun but are still like work requirements Mm -hmm. but you're kind of using them as like your free time and it doesn't count towards work so like work holiday parties like Mm -hmm. work retreats and that stuff where like alcohol is incredibly present because like you need that to fucking get and the fact that you need it is part of the problem exactly and like i just think that like stop you're a job you're a company you're not a family provide people with like what they need and feel like supported and respected and taken care of by a company, you don't need to like be their cool friend and their mom. Like Mm -hmm. if people want to drink off the clock together as like friends, but like as a company, that liability, I just do. I do wonder if anyone knows anything legally about that. I wonder how they can ensure those kinds of things. I think like one of them in a newer way is like providing transportation for the person to get home from the party. But if it's a work event, And most of the time you're not giving people like work off. It's pretty much like kind of required. And so then that is like getting hurt on the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wonder how they get through that legally. Okay. What's your um, take? Lukewarm take. take. It's a take. It's a take. I'm sorry, guys. We've recorded a lot of these episodes back to back. Usually we have like a week break Mm -hmm. between episodes, but we have been banking episodes because of the holidays. This is the last one that we're recording in the year of 2021. But my lukewarm take for the holiday season. Your lukewarm eggnog. It's not even, well, that's what it is. That eggnog. I'm psychic. What the (laughs) fuck? And I saw this from someone else on TikTok. Eggnog is the greatest creation of white people. (laughs) Here's the thing. I think eggnog is disgusting, but I also don't necessarily think that you are wrong. Like that might be the best. Delicious. What the fuck? I think it eggnog. tastes like fake bubble gum. What kind of eggnog have you know. had that I, tastes like bubble gum? Well, do you drink the kind with alcohol in it? Sometimes, but most of the time, no. 
So the only time I think I've had eggnog, I was about 12 and it had alcohol in it. I was not a good kid. Okay, Megan, this is not the same. Either go to the grocery store and just go get some eggnog from the refrigerator or I have made. How does that sit in your stomach? Not great. Like me and Melanie drink like we know. Not great. Yeah, like we know that it's not going to be a good time. Like it's a good time going down, but we have prepared ourselves for the next like even minutes after. Like every ingredient is so Rough. It's rough it's on the so stomach. Fucking good. Okay, I'm gonna read the ingredients of eggnog for everybody: milk, cream, sugar, whipped egg yolks, and egg whites. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't stand a thick dairy beverage. Like a milkshake, it's only so can be one consistency good. that I could have ever had. Like I need a milkshake that I need to use a spoon with. As soon as I'm like sipping it, no. Like drinkable dairy is a hard, hard pass for me. And, like, the concept of this is, like, actually, like, this makes me want to gag. Like, a thick, no, a thick yellowy dairy drink. This looks like colostrum. That fucking early breast Yeah, milk. I know what colostrum is. Also, the greatest recipe that ever was made for eggnog and a lot of the greatest recipes ever for Christmas are by racist people. <laughs> <laughs> Namely, Paula Deen. She has this recipe, which is the one that I home make, that chef's kiss you should you should steal it and not credit her (laughs) you should i think it's what she deserves this one has alcohol in it and the the great thing about it is that you put it in the freezer and you know alcohol doesn't freeze learned that the hard way (laughs) alcohol so the top of it gets like frozen but then the alcohol is not frozen at the bottom so then you scoop it and then Oh, it's so fucking good. You know, Paula Dean probably stole the recipe from somebody. She probably else. did. So you can steal it back. You're right. You're right. Reparations. Is she still alive? Yeah. She just faded quietly away because she got called out. So let's get into, but are you wrong? This is where we're going to read your email submissions and let you know if you are wrong and potentially roast you, or we'll be like, you're not wrong. Someone else is wrong. So if you want to send us an email, got to be under 250 words, send it to butamirongpod at gmail.com. And if you do a good job, which means that you have written it down, there are no holes in the story. It really makes a lot of sense. It's very cohesive. We have all the information and it's grammatically correct because we practice reading it out loud and it flows nicely. There's punctuation. You might receive a diamond. And I will be honest with you all, the diamonds on this show are few and far between. Please read these before you send them because a lot of y'all talk about being in like post-grad education. Yeah, and I can't be on your side. (laughs) And your grammar is terrible. Please proofread these. I didn't even go to college. And if I'm coming for you on this, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Okay. I have a core group of four best friends. Haley, not real name, has been an issue a lot. She has a very big problem with nostalgia. <laughs> That's what mean. She lives her life as if she never grew past teenage years, and she is able to because she basically is being provided for by her parents. She also has an issue with what we call being chronically online. She has lived almost her entire adult life on the internet so much that she is an alternate identity online, has made many friends online, as well as two relationships. The issue we're finding ourselves in now is while we still care for her deeply, we can no longer relate to anything in her life, and she is very disconnected from ours because while she has been living a cushy in college in a different city, the three of us are having very real adult issues that she has never experienced. Am I wrong for wanting her to fall a little before we can be as close as we were before? Yes. Yes, I think you're Yes, wrong. you shouldn't root for anyone to fall or fail or have hardships in their lives. 
I would be if you would have said, would it be wrong if I stopped being friends with her because I can't relate to her anymore? No, you wouldn't be wrong. But when you are actively rooting for someone to fall, then, yeah, you're wrong. I also not to (laughs) belittle you and your age or anything like that, but like you are all having real adult issues that she's never experienced. How do you know that she's not having truly all this sounds like is that you are jealous and like that's fine like jealousy is something that I think we need to accept as an emotion and like recognize when we feel it and you wanting her to fall like slash fail is like the textbook definition of jealousy it's not like oh I want what you have but I still want you to have what you have Mm -hmm. it's like no no I don't want you to have that yeah living a cushy life like that's great good for her like her parents are able to do that that's awesome does that mean that you have to like relate to her and be friends with her no I also again for the hundred thousandth fucking time just know I will rarely ever be on your side if you talk about how you have a group of friends and all of you talk about how you don't like one of them Mm -hmm. and like the fact that you all call this like she's chronically online and she has all like you're all just talking shit about her and then you're like well she's never faces any heart or maybe she doesn't fucking tell you because like there's a group of four of you and three of you just talk shit about Mm -hmm. her you know, even if like you like you think that the other person has no idea you're talking shit, how you behave with that person, they know. Right. They will always know. Am I praying personally attacked because she like has lived most of her adult life online? <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. I also think that there's something to be said about like different kinds of people who gravitate towards the internet and like spending a lot of time there and like fostering relationships there. And sure, sometimes it's just out of convenience, sometimes out of boredom, but a lot of the time it's also out of like mental health stuff or being neurodivergent and like having a better time communicating with people not in person and all of that, that I don't think that's be something should be like fault with. I think you're wrong for wanting her to fail. But like you said, I don't think you're wrong if you need a break from the friendship because you don't actively relate to her in this mm-hmm. current moment. Also, just imagine if you like knew somebody was rooting for you to fail. Like someone that you considered a friend. They're not my friend. No, like that would be like, what the fuck? Like, all right. Love your podcast. I'm 20. She, her and my ex-girlfriend in this situation is 21. She, her. We dated for nine months. Our relationship was very serious. We went on family vacations together and had many more adventures planned for the next two years. For some context, we came out together and this was both of our first times being in love and dating other women. I was also with her throughout my experience discovering and getting diagnosed with ADHD. I've been working in therapy on the concept of unmasking and allowing myself to act on behaviors that meet my specific sensory needs. She expressed her own very rigid sensory needs that were the opposite of mine. I needed more stem movement and repetitive behaviors and her needs related more to stillness, quiet, and routine. You can see how this might have been an issue. I was working very hard to find a compromise between behaving in a calm and quiet way as she wanted and being my hyperactive, scattered, and creative self. She often called me chaotic, feral, a crackhead, or degenerate, which made me feel uncomfortable, and I expressed that many times. When I shared that I was hurt by these comments, I was told that my behaviors send her. But she still loves me, and I shouldn't take it so personally. We spent the final week of our relationship arguing about this issue. She broke up with me about two weeks ago, now after I had asked for reassurance because I was feeling insecure about always bothering her. Initially, I was shocked 
But now that I think about it, I am realizing that I was constantly being criticized for behaviors that had directly related to my ADHD and neurodivergence. Am I wrong for thinking that she broke up with me because of my ADHD? I'm hoping Megan can speak on her experience finding a loving fiance that Mm -hmm. loves her and all that comes from her ADHD mind. I mean, I wouldn't word it the way you worded it. Like, I wouldn't say that she broke up with you because you're neurodivergent and have ADHD. I think she broke up with you because she's like a fucking horrible person. Yeah. Somebody that says those things about you and treats you that way is not somebody that you should want to be with. Yeah, because when you word it in the sense that like, oh, they broke up with me because of this, that makes it like a reason, like an okay reason or a valid excuse or a reason to break up with someone when it's not. Like Mm -hmm. what that is, is like, it's like being sexist or being homophobic. Like that's not like, oh, did they break up with me because I'm, or do they hate me because I'm gay? Like that's Mm -hmm. not a, like, I just would change the wording of it for you. But I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I think she's like a horrible person. That's like also like I can't fucking stand the crackhead adjective descriptor. Like Mm -hmm. it makes me so irate and just like so angry. And I hate that like there's so much awareness that younger generations have of like being politically correct and like but that is one that is slipped through that I'm like, this is so blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. And like, just that drives me crazy. The same thing with like calling someone feral and a degenerate. Like that's, those are intentionally used to hurt your feelings. Right. Like those are not misconstrued things. But I mean, here's the thing. Like as someone with ADHD, like I'm not ignorant to the fact that like, and I don't think most people with ADHD are because like it does make you very anxious and like self-conscious. Like you're hyper aware that you're like annoying people. And yeah, some things I do are annoying. And like, but the thing that I have to understand that like, or that was helpful for me in interacting with other people. And even Matza said this, he was like, you get the most annoyed with yourself more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so like, there is no need for the people around you to be annoyed with what you're doing because you're annoyed. You don't Mm want to do it. Like, this is frustrating. Like, I hate this. Like, this is not productive. This isn't helpful. I wish I wasn't doing this kind of thing. Like, I'm not blissfully unaware and think this is like a charming thing. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like fun or goofy or silly or whatever. But naturally, I think that like it does have to be kind of the right match. Because if you didn't tell, if you didn't say any of the stuff about how she like called you all of those names or whatever, when you're describing like she really needs stillness and all that stuff, I was like, won't fucking work. Like cannot work. Like Mm -hmm. that's just wouldn't that I wouldn't be able to be in a relationship like that. That would be really hard. So I think that like you're not wrong because I think that is why she broke up with you. But like when it comes to like dating other like this is she should be the anomaly in like that sense. And like you can't turn it on or off. Like it's a part of your personality. Like I need people if I if you separate it from like the ADHD things that you need that you're like, oh, this is because of my ADHD. Just like take that away from that and just be like, this is me. And this is like how I behave and what I need in a relationship. Who cares if it's because of your ADHD? But that's like a deal breaker that like, yeah, I could never date someone who is like, so, so type a, so super clean Mm -hmm. because I already beat myself up about the fact that like, I can like hyper-focus and clean for a couple hours and like keep things really organized. And then there will be times that I'm like, nothing can go out of place. I can be like this, whatever, but I'm not fucking consistent. And then like a week later, I'll be needing to go somewhere. And like, I need to throw the entire house in like to total mess. And then having Mots and me being like, I'm so sorry I did this. And he's like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, it's totally okay. But that is something that like, personally, I don't think it really matters where those tendencies and traits that we have come from, especially when it's like 
any form of neurodivergence because it's like this is not something that I can control, Mm -hmm. but I can control who I date. This is not a good person. No, this is a really bad person. All right. We're going to take a break. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) And we'll be back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package, and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. 
This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back from the break. The situation. This has to do with me, she, her, 24, and my roommate, she, her, 23, who I have not enjoyed living with since we moved in together. Everything just annoys me about her. She's very messy in common areas, very poorly takes care of her dog. I've posted about this all in the Facebook group, lol. 
Irritations aside, we get along somewhat fine since we are in a lease together until June. So the other day, I was on the hunt for some Pillsbury Christmas cookies. You know, the one with trees, very specific on wanting one of these. I texted my roommate, who has a car, that if she was at the store, if she could grab me a bag of chips and one box of said specific cookies, and I would pay for it. She grabs it, but proceeds to Venmo request me for $12 for two groceries that are each 2 to $3 each. When I asked her why, she said she bought all three kinds of Christmas cookie dough boxes at the store since she couldn't decide. I was very specific when I texted her which one I wanted and only wanted one. I did pay her $7 for the two items I asked for. I'm tied on money, so I didn't want to pay for things I didn't need. Am I wrong for not wanting to pay her for the ones that I A, didn't want, B, didn't ask for, and C, don't understand why would you buy someone three boxes worth of cookie dough? I know it's petty for sure, but I just wanted to know. I don't think it was petty at all. You gave her clear instructions. Uh, If she had questions, she should have taken a picture and sent it to you since you were texting. This is on her. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. This mocks the amount of fucking times we will get groceries and I will tell him I want something. And like now I have specifically like, because he's not intuitive when it comes to like cooking or baking, that he just doesn't have any fucking concept. So he will just overbuy. So I will be like, hey, I need some flour. Could you get some flour? Buys four three pound bags. And I'm like, what the fuck do you think I'm making? Like, I'm making a cake. And I would just get so annoyed that now I just write down the specific measurements of like, I need seven eggs. So only get one box or I get one box of eggs. But like, you specifically said one box of cookies. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is petty at all. No. You and I are both on the same page with this, though, of like, there are certain like Venmo and paying back. Which I owe you. I need to pay Oh, money. I forgot about that. But I was going to say, so like when it comes to like my close friends or whatever that I see all like someone owing, like a close friend of mine owing me some money, whatever, fine, like totally fine. Like if I don't remember, it'll even out eventually. But I can't fucking stand when it's like shit like this or it's like you're going out to dinner and people want to split the bill. If Mm -hmm. I had... It was us. Yeah, one small... If I had like everyone got appetizers and they had drinks and I had one thing because I have food allergies and Mm -hmm. I can't eat anything else and everybody wants to split and then it's like, oh my God, you don't want to split the check. And I'm like, how are you not so blatantly aware and obvious that you were just using me to make your bill cheaper? Yeah. Because like I'm paying for things I didn't consume. Mm -hmm. So like what... I hate that. Also, like, why the fuck are you not taking pictures in the grocery store? Right. Take the fucking picture. Mm-hmm. Ask. And she has the receipt. She can return it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So now we've got one that is a hookup for the holiday season. I'm just trying to make it Christmassy. It's hookup not for really. the holiday. Yeah. I'm really close to one girl, Ashley, in my friend group, and we have a weird situation. I met my friend Miranda's brother last night. We definitely had a vibe between us, and Miranda didn't mind. But Ashley asked me not to hook up with him because she's also attracted to him. The thing is, I get it if Ashley actually liked him. But in her words, what bothers her is that she's known him for years and nothing happened. And I only met him last night and he came on to me. Am I a bad friend for feeling like Ashley's request isn't warranted? She basically told me that I already had a bunch of guys to sleep with so I really should be able to let this one go which felt kind of slut shamey but she also was drunk so I didn't say anything obviously I didn't hook up with him after that but she kind of dragged me out of the party I love Ashley and wouldn't jeopardize our friendship over a boy but to be honest if the roles were reversed I don't think I'd act the same way 
I can't help but feel like it's more about jealousy. She made comments like this before, and I didn't want to make her feel less than because that's not the case. However, I do feel like she's being a bit unreasonable, knowing that she's not actually into him. She's seen someone else. She just doesn't like the idea of us potentially hooking up. Can you guys put your ages in here? Because I do want to know how old you are. Yeah, because here's the thing. I definitely did this in high school, mm -hmm. but like I wouldn't do this now. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. Like if it was in high school, either way. College too. Yeah, either way. In college, everybody was hooking up with everybody. That's what I mean. If I was yeah. like that, this if it was high school or college, like I did this mm -hmm. actually and would have done this again at that age. But like once you get older, also like I... I'm very against slut shaming and only you can know the tones. So I'm more likely to think that it did feel slut shaming. But when you write it down of her being like, you have so many other people, like to you me, I kind of fuck someone else. I like him, but she's also in a, is she in a relationship, relationship? She's with someone? Yeah. When you like, say like, that, she like, shouldn't care. Yeah. She's seeing someone else. I'm yeah. I'm curious what that means because like, if this is like, of course, this is a jealousy insecure thing. Like I can understand that aspect of it. But like if she is not dating him, then OK. But at the same time, I would also be like, is this person your husband? Mm -hmm. Like what is more worth it to you? Because like I think that like having a friend who is like severely insecure and has like a lot of like self-esteem issues. Sure, you can say like that's not really my problem. But I'm like if I was older, I would come at it with a little bit more empathy and being like, well, this guy, I don't really know him. I just think he's cute. Like I don't have any desire to like actually be with him or whatever. But like if she's dating somebody else and this just feels like very conveniently that she like just doesn't want you to date him. Yeah, it's weird to me. I'm I'm like, I don't feel like you owe anything to her in this type of situation. If you're into him. He's into you. She's what's she's into somebody else that she's dating. Why is this her problem? No, exactly. And also, I think we're also forgetting that, like, is he into her? Because if he's not into her, then it's. Yeah, she's not even part of the equation, really. Yeah, like that's kind of like irrelevant. And also like, yeah, people think other people are cute or whatever, mm -hmm. but. I don't think it's productive to be like, well, if the roles were reversed, I wouldn't act like this because like that doesn't it's a kind of irrelevant how mm -hmm. you would react. Like she's reacting in this kind of way. And I think it's like, I don't know, I would just probably have a conversation with her because I would be like, do you not like the person that you're dating? Like, is this a back burner for you? Like, what the fuck is this? You know, because like yeah. I think you can go about it in a way if you want to maintain the friendship of like having a conversation where she kind of has to be like confronted with her own like weirdness mm -hmm. of like this seems like a very big double standard and like not logical but i don't know i don't think you're wrong and i think you should hook up with him yeah <laughs> regardless of what she says yeah if he's into you and you're into him why not i also just like really fucking hate this like concept of like i'm all for women's empowerment but like this idea that like you like this guy, you like you guys are kind of like hitting it off, like it's going great. And she's like, well, no, I'm I'm going to like date him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are you just going to decide that one day? And he's going to be like gung ho, all like, yeah. like, what do you mean? Yeah, I saw somebody on TikTok saying essentially like if they're your soulmate, then you would be with them. Like there wouldn't be this like. I would be with them if they weren't with someone else. No, you would be with them. Yeah, they wouldn't be with someone else. Mm -hmm. They would be with you. Yeah. It's just odd. I remember that was one of the arguments I used when I was trying to defend me hooking up with that. I was like, but he doesn't like you. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you, what? But yeah. like, it can, it can definitely like 
really ruin a friendship. But also, like, if she has, like, a partner and then the partner's like, well, why'd you stop being friends? Because she hooked up with so-and-so's brother. Yep. But also, like, I don't know. This could get a bit messy. Yeah. I need to know your ages. I need to know your ages, too. Because if it's high school, college, just fucking go for it. Mm -hmm. If it's post-college, how hot is he and how much do you like her as a friend? Mm -hmm. And how much do you like his sister as a friend? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's worth the mess. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You got to consent to the mess. Yeah. Nothing I hate more than, how did I end up here? You're probably wondering how I ended up here. (laughs) (laughs) That's what every episode of The Sex and City needs to start with. Instead of being like at the end saying, and just like that, it needs to start with like the very end of the episode. You're probably wondering how I ended up here. Record scratch. Back to the beginning of the episode. Okay. Now it is time (laughs) for us to nominate the Rachel of the Week. But are they wrong? And we're just going to talk about stupid shit people have done, celebrities, lawmakers, anyone in the world who needs to be knocked down a few pegs. Mm -hmm. They're wearing the, just we're yelling shame, like in Game of Thrones. So mine is racist Swifties. So I'm on Swifty TikTok, which should be no surprise to anybody. But I have like followed these two like recent Swifties. Let me find both of their accounts so I can shout that because I really like them. And we're actually both mutuals now, which like makes me feel like I live for the fuck that like like TikToks when I'm like watching one and following someone really liking them. And then suddenly like they're following me back mm-hmm. afterwards. I'm like, this is like really cool. Um, so one is um green eggs and ham, but eggs has three G's. And then N, which is N, and then ham. And then and the next one is M-A-Y-T-E dot L-I-S-B-E-T-H. I think it's Matey. I'm not entirely sure. I should do some more research. She's one who I've like followed for a while who I really like. And um, they're both like getting in to like Taylor Swift and have like kind of blown up on Swifty TikTok. I'm going to go through after this episode is done. Should have done this before. That's my bad to get the correct pronunciation of her name so google is telling me it might be my tag so that's what i'm gonna go by if not you will hear a correction i mean first of all i like i love her account like her energy is just like unmatched she is like so great and she has basically like started listening to taylor swift's discography and has been like really just like discovering everything like listening to the albums and like learning all this stuff and doing lyric breakdowns and all of that. And she's very like really insightful. It makes me like think of like what I would have stayed in college if I could have done this. Like it makes me think of like what lectures would be like in college of like, you know, sometimes for like like books and like in English class, they're like, what does this symbolism mean? You're like, nothing. I think it's a fucking blue chair. Like that's Mm -hmm. so stupid. But like when it comes to lyrics and like the insights that she has, like it makes those conversations and discussions like really fun. And I have been loving it. And she made like one fucking video that started it all where she was talking about Taylor Swift's reputation tour and the the movie and about how she saw that like, oh, wow, almost all of her backup dancers are all of her dancers are almost all black. And she was like, and a lot of her backup singers are black. And she's like, oh, I really wish that there were more diversity in like her collabs. Like, I wish I didn't like have to discover that from like watching her movie. Like, mm-hmm. I wish that was something that like, I knew because she was like, I have always assumed, I think as most people did until she made her political views very public, like she was like, I always never assumed like this music is not for me. Like this, this white girl, this has not given me any indication otherwise. And she was like, this would have been really cool to know. I really hope to see like that she works with like some like black producers or like can do something like that in more of a forward facing kind of role. 
She's like, it was really nice to see. And the same thing she said with music videos, how there's like her more recent music videos are much more diverse and all of that. And she was like, this is like so great. I wish there was more. I wish there was more of this. Like, Mm -hmm. this is awesome. And the racist Swifties hopped out and are so mad, like so, so, so mad that she would even suggest that there is like something more that she could, that Taylor Swift could do. Again, that any any white woman could do that if it'd be like, well, no, then it's just going to be like performative. And she was like, well, it's only performative if like she's like it making false mean. promises mm-hmm. or it doesn't match anything else that she's doing. But I think what we've seen here that it would match what she's doing. So it wouldn't be that. And it's just like insane. And then I also follow Michaela, the other girl, and she had like a very similar, like just these racist Swifties who come after them. And it just like makes me annoyed. And I always get annoyed when I see like, like bigoted women who like are like, oh my God, I love Taylor Swift because I hate having things in common with those people. And I hate that it's like people feel the need to like so wildly defend these celebrities and these artists, regardless of who they are. Like I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan ever, but like you can replace this with anyone. You can replace it with Ariana Grande. You can replace it with like, I don't know, Harry Styles, like any fucking white artist that like... Wait, Ariana Grande's white? (laughs) No, but like that you could replace that with like any of those people and that like specifically pissed me off. It's like these people have like BLM in their bio. They have all Mm -hmm. this stuff that it's like their fandom and like their stanhood comes before everything Mm -hmm. in a sense that it's like so wildly toxic. And if I was any of these celebrities, I would be like so mortified. And it's just like, it's just like so backwards and so wild and so weird. They can post like as many infographics and be like, we all need to do better except (laughs) for these celebrities. Mm -hmm. They don't need to do better. But ones I don't like, they definitely need to do better. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it pisses me off so much because she, both of them have said that like, it makes it really hard like the fan base like a a a very very vocal very toxic side of the fan base not the entire fan base makes it really hard to enjoy this kind of stuff and then within that cycle it will just remain incredibly white because Mm -hmm. you're not making this they're not making it like a safe place or for any sort of diversity in there at all when clearly that doesn't necessarily reflect her values in her own personal life Mm -hmm. that like it just is like that goes back to me, including like people that are a fan of yours that like follow you and see the things that you talk about and post about. But yeah. then they're like racism. Like, why are you here? That to me, that makes more sense, though, because I'm like, they don't like me. Do you know what I mean? Like they hate me. And like, it's a hate thing. But with like musicians and these artists, they love them. I don't think I've ever come across a DM of someone who's like race in my DMs being racist or being homophobic or being sexist or being like a bigot where it didn't start with messages about like my me wearing a top being like you look pregnant or then or didn't start with like your skin looks really bad. And like it doesn't ever go from like, oh, I love you so much. Like you're so great. Like thanks for all your mental health. Like I think it's happened maybe one time, but I would be embarrassed. I mean, I felt that way about in general, like when people started like some people finally started like alluding to their political beliefs in the last like two years. And they were like, oh, so many of my followers unfollowed me. Like, and I was like, do you not feel weird that you made a very comfortable space for like bigots for a very Mm -hmm. long time? 
And I don't think there's anything wrong with recognizing that like she has done that. And a lot of people have done that. And like you fucking watch Miss Americana and you will see that. And you there's a specific scene where you can fucking see who specifically her father, like how where this is coming from. Mm -hmm. But like she's a 32 year old woman. Like she's not done. She's not she's not like she is not fully actualized. She is not like she has not reached her like final form of a human and like not thinking that you can hold people accountable or not even hold them accountable. It's just like wanting them to do more. It's like people thinking is like inherently problematic and not supporting women. And I'm like, that's called not being an intersectional feminist. Mm -hmm. So that's my Rachel of the week is the racist Swifties who then, yeah, make it like I'm obviously white and like I don't like being associated with them. And I'm like, this sucks. But also think that there's way more, not just her, I think every artist can do to combat those kinds of fan behavior. <sighs> but everyone should go follow both of, both of them, especially if you are Swifties. It's a good time. What's yours? Mine is every year Time Magazine salutes people of the world and gives like a person of the year. Oh, yeah. You know who they picked this year? <laughs> who have they picked in years prior? So I can give get a guess. Last year, I believe it was healthcare workers. Because, you know, the pandemic. Oh, you know, but so it doesn't have to be like, it could be like the UN. It could be like a group of people. It doesn't have to be an individual. I think they made an exception last okay. year just because of what the world was like. Yeah. But so my guess should be for an individual. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, last year it was both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And then like healthcare workers were like <laughs> one of them. And then, like the climate change activist Greta, I mean, one year they gave it to Donald Trump in 2016, which was- what? A uh, controversial and Angela Merkel, Ebola fighters, Pope Francis, Barack Obama, Mark Zuckerberg got it one year. Stalin got it one like what the back in the he got it multiple times. Seem like something I want. Hitler got it one. Shut the fuck. Yeah. Up. Wait. So I would not want this. It depends because sometimes it's good people and sometimes it's not. And and it actually it doesn't necessarily have to be like. A good person. It's just is like who everybody's who everybody's talking about. Is that wait. So what's the specific title? Person of the year. Person is the of title. the year. Yeah. It's not the they because they have a different some some company does like the most influential. Yeah. So person of the year. And then they'll like break it down and they'll have like entertainment of the year. So like in Olivia Rodrigo got it this year. BTS got it last year. Yeah. Lizzo got it the year before. Athlete of the year. Business person of the year. They'll also do like online polls and stuff too. But this year they gave it to, ready? Well, should I give one guess? Yeah. Do you think I'm going to get any close, like remotely? Maybe. It's somebody that talks a lot. Someone who. Like Wendy Williams? No. Someone we despise. Okay, well, I already said Someone Michelle. that. Gina Rodriguez. No. You have to think about somebody that's still relevant. I know. Neither of them are We've, relevant right now. We already now. canceled both of them personally. <laughs> somebody okay. that's relevant, relevant who we that hate. we despise, that talks a lot, that takes credit for other people who, let's say there was a company that existed that made a product that a lot of people in L.A. use. And then they weren't an original founder, but then they Olivia made Munn. no. What product does Olivia Munn have? She's on the Wag commercials, and I thought maybe no. she invented no, no, Wag. No, no, no. 
they have something that a lot of people have. I mean, it's something that's available U.S. wide, but specifically a lot of people have in L.A. to be seen. Elon Musk. Yes. Oh, my fucking God. He hasn't already won it. No. And also he... I don't know if you saw his... I sent it to you, his awful haircut that he had. I can't. He did it himself for the cover. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Grimes, you procreated with that man. You need to step in. She said she's the one that told everyone that he did it himself. Dude, have you seen her TikTok? No. She should have been my Rachel of the week. Grimes could come across... Any screen that I have, and I would not know it was Grimes. I do not know what this person I'm sorry to like. this man. I do not know who this <laughs> yes. man is. No, but truly, that is fucking hilarious that you say that because she has such a specific and distinct look that, like, you are so blessed that, like, <laughs> that you that you would have no idea who she is because, like, that's, like, impressive. Like, I don't even know what ethnicity she is. She what could do you be, think? I mean— I could guess, but I could guess, but I could be. There are some people that are in the sunken place. So true. But remember, she staged a photo shoot reading the Communist Manifesto. Again, I did not know this existed. (gasps) She is a person that is not on my radar at all. She's very much on mine. Her TikTok is wild. She's talking about like radical wealth distribution. And she suggests that she's like, I read this article. Um, Here's the thing that I will say about her. She's a really, I'm not into her vocally music wise. She's a really satisfying voice to listen to. Like she's got a lisp and I like, in a tiny speech impediment, it like tickles my brain in the great, greatest way possible. That's a fun fact about me. I'm, I love speech impediments and lisps. Shonda Rhimes has a list. And so she casts a lot of people that have lists. Like Carrie right. Washington has a list. Yep. And um, Ellen Pompeo does. The girl that plays her sister has. Like a lot of people in Grey's Anatomy have lists. It tickles my brain. I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody else feels the exact same way as me. Like I, it like literally like it like gives my brain like the best kind of. It's like I love it. It's like perfect for my brain. I love it. But she gets on there. Again, talking about radical wealth distribution and like saying this as if it's like a revolutionary thing. And she's like discovered the solution to all of this as if she hasn't been like making babies with like a fucking billionaire. Mm-hmm. Isn't he like at almost a trillionaire? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, And <laughs> she's very much like of the people and like, t- but take in mind, she's also never had a job. Like she's grew up privileged, well off, has never had like a working class job ever. And she goes on to say that she re- had read this article and she's like found the solution. And it's how this- she find a solution when she read an article. About there you it. go. There you go. <laughs> this is, that should have been your clue to start guessing her race then. <laughs> and like, I don't know. there's a lot of uh, there's other people. It's tr- statistically yeah. though, I would. I don't. May, I would. I don't. I don't. Mm. Vocally on TikTok, I think the right? loudest. The loudest, but there's yeah. a lot of. Well, it's the same thing as like doctors who are like anti-COVID and that stuff. And she says that there is this gaming or company in a different country. I'm not exactly sure which one it was, but you can live stream and game and then trade in the, the, the money that you make from it from like the company that like streaming on there. And like it's not like Twitch in that sense. So it's not like people it donating. A- it's like the company pays you to like do this thing because it generates like a like it 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 does something. You gaming generates something. Yeah. Um. There's someone in my millionaire group who made thirty thousand dollars overnight doing this. Yeah. 
And so she says that like, then you can convert it to um, like Bitcoin and Mm -hmm. other cryptocurrency. And then you can convert that to like real cash. And she was talking with a story about this man who's like made millions of dollars. And like, that's what he has like a real, like a full-time job, but he does this on like the weekends. And like, he works like 22 hours a day. And she's like talking with this, like treating this as like an aspirational thing where it's like, clearly like he's like over spreading himself so thin and overworking to do all of this. And some people are commenting going, this is literally an episode of Black Mirror. Like she's like, well, if everybody started gain, if we, like, we were able to government to like, you know, give people the assets like to do all of this stuff. And people are like, this literally was an episode of Black Mirror. What? Like, what are you doing? And she thinks that she's revolutionary. Like truly, truly, truly thinks that she is. Oh, must be nice to be that ignorant. <laughs> well, also like, it's just the extremely out of touch take of, being like, I know how we can solve poverty, make everybody billionaires. And it's like, well, no. Like, if you want to talk about, like, redistributing wealth, um, so there are no, like, you want to talk about government programs and all of that stuff. But, like, if your solution is just to, like, give people an option and access with, like, the exact same situations that they all have that, like, hey, you can make money doing this, working this many hours nothing's going to change because the people who are privileged mm-hmm. are just going to be making more money because they have more time to make money doing these kinds of things. Like, you can't solve a capitalism problem with capitalism. Yeah. And, like, there's also a happy medium. Like, you don't have to be someone who's like, I don't think anybody should have any money ever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think we should be spending most of our government funding should be on programs that create equal access and opportunities and equity. But, like, it's not solved by being, like, play video games ridiculous do you know what I mean that's like basically being like I think every like member I think every person in the United States should just become a Twitch streamer <laughs> and a Twitch partner and then like we'll solve poverty with computers again <laughs> she's wild wow wow whoopsie but anyway time he's not even somebody that people like I don't feel like he should have got it this year like I don't I think there's other people that would have been a better choice. Like, like, what the fuck did he do this year except right. send a penis to space? Like, the, he hasn't done anything different. And he wasn't even the only person that went to space this year. Was he the penis one or was that Jeff? Oh, I think it was Jeff that was the penis Why one. wasn't Jeff the time right. of the year? I mean, Amazon. Like, that's what I mean. I'm that's like, what I'm saying. Employees it, nothing peeing that in bottles. He did, nothing he did was yeah, anything different than Jeff Bezos. Like The only thing was the kid. So the kid should have won it. What kid? His kid. Was that kid born this year? I don't know. But like, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of that he did differently than anyone is like name his kid something ridiculous. And if that's the reason why, said kid should get that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So who would you give it to instead? And here's the thing. I will give you full permission. It can be trolling. It can be like, or it can be like who you actually think is a good person or anything. The thing is, I don't really keep up with a lot of pop culture stuff. And also, I just forget about things that people do that I don't personally know. Who would I give it to? Maybe the person who ratted out Aaron Rodgers. I don't even know who that is. Me neither. And that doesn't, and it didn't impact anything. He's still playing in the NFL. Like, I know. I asked Moss that. Yeah, Moss he's like, still playing. Like, yeah, so that's not even one. No. Okay, here's some examples. I would maybe give it to Lil Nas X because I just, I love him. Mm-hmm. I might give it to Olivia Munn and John Mulaney's baby. See, I feel like Lil Nas X deserved it a few years ago, but I don't know about this year. Oh, but this year was Montanaire and Calm I know. Oh. But I don't think they were that. It was like he was more revolutionary. A few years ago. You think so? Yeah. Maybe. 
I just, I mean, I'm a diehard stan mm-hmm. of that album. I also might give it to Anna Marie Tendler, mm. uh, John Mulaney's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because she donated to Moderna. Yeah, that's a very topical one. Yeah. Yeah, that's who I'd give it to. That's a good call. I think we should redo it. Yeah. Do you think they've ever met? Who? Dolly Parton and Elon Musk. Yes. What do you think that was like? I think she was judging him and throwing a lot of shade. I was going to say, how many times do you think she said, like, bless your heart and other similar things? Yeah. See, her shade is even higher than bless your heart. Like, she's able to just say things to take people down that don't even, they don't realize it till later that she was talking bad to them. There was some either Letterman interview or something like that where someone had, like, said something really sexist thing Mm -hmm. to her and she she had the quickest, smartest response Mm -hmm. that it was until she exited the stage that the host was like, what? What? Yeah. That's a skill. Yeah. She posed for Playboy again. She said when she posed for Playboy the first time years ago, she said, I'm not doing this again until I'm this age. And then this year was that age. And she posed again this year. Oh, wow. I give it to Cardi B over. (gasps) Yes. She's also being editor in chief for Playboy as well. I can't wait till that kid grows up too. (gasps) Jojo Siwa. She doesn't impact me in any way. <laughs> okay, well, as a diehard JoJo Siwa fan, I feel like I'm happy that the rest of the world has just... People send me pictures of JoJo Siwa every day. And like, mm-hmm. anytime I see her, I think of you. Just love her. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a good call. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a good segue to uh, what you should all comment on our Instagram. Head on over to our Instagram and comment who you would give yeah. the Times Person of the Year. Mm-hmm. And you need to let us know if you're roast, actually, maybe you don't have to let us know if you're trolling or not. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to give it in an earnest, sincere way? I think this person was great and deserves it. Or is it like, we talked about them a lot. Yeah. Here you go. Mm-hmm. So let us know. And if you want to send us an email for an upcoming episode, email us 250 words or less about your situation. Read it aloud. Get the grammar all good. And then you might get a diamond. Probably not. I think you've only given one. Mm-hmm. I have only given one. <laughs> send it to butamirongpod at gmail.com. Leave us a review on the podcast app. We wholeheartedly appreciate it. And if you want to go vote in the polls for everything we talked about on this episode, head on over to our Instagram. They will be up tomorrow if you're listening to this on Thursday. If you're listening to this on Friday, that means they're up now and you only have 24 hours. So go vote. Unless you are grounded and you haven't done well at voting, then you have to sit this one out. And then next week... Next week, we're actually on a little break. Okay, so spend that time studying Mm -hmm. and practicing. And then the following week when we are back, you're allowed to vote. Yeah. Once you go through everything and you read all of the options, anything you want to promote? Me. Follow Melissa on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Follow yeah. your business account. Mm-hmm. And but mostly just follow me on Instagram. Okay. Follow her personal account on Instagram. Go follow me on Instagram. Go watch my YouTube videos. We will circle back next time. Bye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.